Yesterday, of course, was Chipper Jones' birthday. And a perfect segue into the first stat of the day. Chipper Jones is 21 for 49 on his birthday in 13 career games with five home runs, including one last night when he turned 40. And the Braves are 11-2 in those games. We should have started Chipper Jones if we had only known that going into his 40th birthday. It's too late now. It is too late now. For the rest of his career. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the last great birthday he's going to have. That is a perfect Chipper Jones stat, though. That's just essentially Chipper Jones. Dude's great on his birthday, and the Braves always win on his birthday. Oh, yeah. That's just a weird Chipper Jonesy fact that's perfect for him. That'll get him into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Let's keep our fingers <laughs> that, crossed. That, among many other Adam Azer leads the campaign. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, stat of the day, number two. Through 10 games last year, there were 22 home runs hitting City Field. Through 10 games this year, 14. And Al, I saw that watching the Marlins-Mets game yeah, last night. Did you see that one, too? So did I. I heard that same stat, actually. Really? Yeah, I love Allison that. Williams, the reporter, <laughs> giving it out there. Um, yeah, so that that's pretty interesting. Eight less home runs, eight fewer home runs this year in City Field with the Walls moved in. What do you make of that, Al? Yeah, I think maybe that was not money well spent by the Mets <laughs> to uh, move the, the fences in there. But I, you know, I'm kidding about that because after 10 games, I mean, with park factors, sometimes a, a whole season isn't really enough time to judge it. So totally uh, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't make a fantasy decisions based on the first 10 games. Okay. Well, it's Wednesday, April 25th. We welcome you to the show, everybody. And uh, we've got Nando and Allen studio. We've got your emails, fantasybaseball at cbsinteractive.com. Please put podcast in the subject line. We are having fun with hashtags today. <laughs> more legit than you think. That's our hashtag. Hashtag more legit than you think. We asked you to give us players who you thought fit that description. And we'll go through the list and, and see if we agree or not. We'll play three up, three down. Look at the rotation. A lot of injury news. And uh, a few guys went out there and had some redemption starts yesterday. Two of them pitched against each other. Josh Johnson, Johan Santana. I think we all watched that game. <laughs> Who are you more impressed with, Santana or Josh Johnson yesterday? I think Santana looked so efficient. And uh, I know this doesn't sound right, but I've watched a lot of baseball. Santana throws like a righty. He's not like one of those laboring lefties who, you know, goes down and misses all these spots and takes forever. Like, he just stands there straight on, pitches and bangs it in like a righty. I, I thought that was really efficient. It's the only word I can think of for him right now. That, no, that that's the perfect description for that game last night. And, uh, yeah, I would say that Santana impressed me a little bit more. And that probably has more to do with the fact that I had lower expectations for him going in. Uh, yeah. Because they both look great. And then if you go to the stats and compare their lines, they're nearly identical. So they, they were just about as equal as you could be in terms of how efficient and effective they both were. Johnson yeah. got screwed by his bullpen. Oh, big time. Oh, man, that they was terrible. Really should have gotten the win last their, night. Their debate, you heard it, obviously, four straight walks with four different pitchers. Is that a record? And they were, they were checking out it as the, as the show was going on. Well, and I, I have they, a feeling it's it probably was. not. <laughs> they said that the Stats Inc. went back to like uh, 1974 or something so far. Like during that the show, like, they're, they're back to 74 and they haven't found it yet. So Yeah, and that you know includes uh, some guys, Seashek uh, and, and Choate, who have been pretty good. So Yeah. Yeah, just not uh, not the Marlins' night, but both of those starters were fantastic. They combined for 20 strikeouts, and they allowed two earned runs. And I I guess I was more impressed with Josh Johnson. I thought he looked great. And I, do you think that Johan Santana can keep this up? I mean, he's had one terrible start, but other than that, he's been really good mm -hmm. with this velocity. He's not throwing hard. He's not. I, I don't completely doubt him and I know I mentioned this uh, the last couple of times that he started on this podcast but that the last uh, season that he pitched you know where he was healthy um, he, he didn't have a great strikeout rate but he was so effective with a 
diminished velocity. Okay. That uh, I'm, I'm skeptical that he'll keep the strikeouts up, but um, I think he could be very, very effective, uh, regardless of what his velocity to, velocity is. Let's have fun with hashtags. Hashtag more legit than you think. We got a lot of good responses here. Jason Mariana, Mike Avilas, more legit than you think. And he, I don't know if, I think he said this before Avilas went four for five with his third home run last night. Uh, agree or disagree, Mike Avilas? I'll agree. I've been touting Avilas yeah, yeah. for a while, yeah. <laughs> All right, you like him. Yeah. Uh, Scott says, pitcher slash climber slash renaissance man, R.A. Dickey. More legit than you think. I love this one because that's absolutely true. Um, and for all those reasons, uh, very impressive uh, with the, the climb on Kilimanjaro and just authored a book. And uh, is that our Scott or is that no, that's a different the, Scott. Other, the <laughs> other Scott? Some, okay. some other Scott. Uh, Eric, as a two-year Brandon Beachy owner, I'd nominate him. Not too worried about a sophomore jinx. More legit than you think. Brandon Beachy. I don't think he's more legit than you think. I think most people think he's legit already. I, so I'll there, call him on a technicality. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think there's some doubters out there, and I, I don't get it. So sure, I think he's more legit than some people think. Munster <laughs> Monsters, Alejandro Diaza, more legit than you think. Maybe. Maybe. You look at his minor league numbers, and he did have the last couple of years, it seems like power developed a little bit. He'd always been a you know three or four home run per season guy, and I think a couple of years ago he started, I think he might have hit double digits between the PCL and, uh, and the majors. So maybe a little more. Probably maybe the power's a little more real. I'll, I'll buy it. I think all he needed was an opportunity. Christian Gendron, Yadier Molina, more legit than you think. Absolutely. Yeah, that was somebody I know Al liked a lot. Yep. Jake says Jason Kubel, who, by the way, has homers in consecutive games. I added that one for you, Jake. Uh, Jason Kubel is more legit than you think, Nando. Yeah, right now, as long as Parra's not you know, in the mix for stealing some of his at-bats. I think not only is Jason Kubel more legit than we think, but I think he deserves another hashtag, more Kubel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like more right. cowbell? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need more Kubel. All right, Joe Havens. I, this one I don't understand, but I'm going to read it anyway. Um, fact, my goldfish has more power than Ryan Sweeney. Hashtag more legit than you think. Is the goldfish more legit than we think? Is Ryan Sweeney more legit than we think? Sweeney, by the way, and I, I want to know, Joe, does your goldfish bat 392 with nine doubles? Because <laughs> that's what Ryan Sweeney's doing right now. I thought those were the goldfish stats. Uh, no, no, those are those are Sweeney's stats, Al. <laughs> yeah. Well, I do think uh, Sweeney is more legit than you think, and maybe the Goldfish is too. You think he's more legit? Didn't you mention that he'd be a good fit for Fenway? I did. And he's got nine doubles. I know he doubled last night in uh, Target Field, but I have to imagine some of those nine must have come in Fenway. Uh, we like Sweeney. Okay. Um, by the way, Al, the uh, more Kubel thing is growing on me. It's very funny. I didn't, I didn't really get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's a first. slow. It's a grower. That yeah, one. It was yeah. good. All right, Al, you gave us a hashtag more legit than you think yesterday. What was it? Uh, Pollock Paneer, and I loved your response. You said, who the heck is that? <laughs> it's not a who, it's a what. It's a, uh, it's a delectable uh, Indian dish with uh, spinach and cheese that just makes uh, Dave Richard uh, go into spasms because he thinks it looks so awful. Yeah, I sounds said it so sounded delicious. bad. You think it sounds good? It sounds like cream spinach on the side. You yeah, I'll have to bring uh, bring the package in because it's just a it's it's kind of green and slimy looking as you would expect with something with spinach. Yeah, but it's it's great. <laughs> okay. So it's it's definitely more legit than you think. That's apparently all right. And then Nathan Hill <laughs> says the Dodgers are more legit than you think. Agree? Aren't they? I think I think that's that we're going back to uh, to Yadier Molina and Brandon Beachy, man. I think people realize the Dodgers are legit. What Matt Kemp? I'm selling them. Andre Ethier selling the Dodgers because I think they're getting almost all of their production from basically two players. Yeah, 
and I think they will trail off. I think they'll be in the race. They may get a wild card. I don't think they win their division. I don't even think they'll get the wild card. Um, I thought I was maybe stretching, picking them second in their division. So, yeah, not they're maybe as legit as you You've think. got a less, less legit. Maybe less, less. I think they're less legit than you think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three up, three down. Here we go. Juan Pierre Nando, six hits in his last three games. Yesterday, uh, we said you can drop John Mayberry. But today, should you be adding Juan Pierre? He's batting three thirty-three, three steals. Not going to get you a lot of run production. He's only owning sixteen percent of leagues. I, I think you should have added Pierre a while ago. Actually, if you, you look at his stats, and it's pretty clear that they like him in the outfield there. So, uh, I've been a fan of Pierre. He's I think he's three hundred career batting average. People forget about you know that that Juan Pierre and Fercal actually do have very good career batting averages. It's not like they just tailed off. They still hit for average and they still steal bases. So, call it two dimensional, but I'll take it. Ricky Weeks is three up number two. He homered yesterday, but he really could have been three down because he is having a rough April batting under 200, Al. Yeah, well, and we talked about this on 360 yesterday. Yeah. This is uh, part of the uh, Ricky Weeks package that you get when you draft him. Uh, a lot of streakiness, but the, a lot of power when it's all said and done. So this is really just the perfect little microcosm of uh, the season you'll probably get from Weeks. So Ricky Weeks' owner should not panic. He's nah, a streaky stick guy. Stick it out, yeah. Okay. And two home runs for Carlos Gonzalez. You hit two home runs, you get to be in three up. Those were his first two of the season, though. They came on the road, which is good. I'd like to see him produce on the road. It came at Pittsburgh. Nando, your thoughts on Cargo? Uh, I'd consider the slow start just that. Um, I think he's proven every season he's played that he's legitimate. So, Well, every recent season he's played right. that he's completely legitimate. So I'm not worried. They'll come. Buy low if you can. I think he's a tremendous buy low candidate right now. Sure. All right, three down, three players trending down. Peter Borges went 0 for 3. He's batting 186, only one home run and one steal. He's owned in half our leagues. Yeah, I think Borges is better than this. Um, but, uh, you know, the lack of an extended track record for him makes me just a tiny bit nervous. But uh, I wouldn't uh, make any changes. Wouldn't Certainly wouldn't sell him at this point. Mike Trout raking. Raking in AAA right now. Yeah, maybe he's uh, looking over his shoulder a little bit. I just, at this point, don't see Borges' job as being in danger. Would you drop him... Well, you know, it's hard to say would you drop him for Alejandro Diazza because Diazza's owned in a lot of leagues. But who would you rather have? I would rather have Borges. Um, right. And it's pretty close between the two of them. But, you know, again, I, I wouldn't uh, make a move on Borges unless, you, you know, there was somebody incredible on waivers that was distinctly better than him. Uh, I'd let Borges work this out first. I, I think I'd go Diazza. I think I'd even – I know what's next. I think I'd even go Pierre. No, I wasn't. I know, you, I know when your I eyes start to roll back to. a little bit. You're pulling these names out. I was actually going to ask Peter Borges or J.D. Martinez. J.D. Martinez. I'm worried about Trumbo. I mean, Trumbo's been playing a couple games in the outfield. You know, it's, it's not that Borges is going to lose his job, but I think he'll lose at bats because they have so many people they can shift in and out there. Well, I would say I would uh, definitely take the flyer on J.D. Martinez. Trivia question for you. How many positions has Mark Trumbo played this year? Counting each say, outfield yes, is a separate yes, position? Yes. Or outfield is one? No, each outfield separate. I'd say four. I was going to go three. Five. Five positions already. Oh, designated hitter count? Possibly. I don't know if he has. But, but I read in the notes, one of the game notes, he's uh, five positions. He's only eligible right now at first base, but that will change. Uh, three down number two is Ben Zobrist. Who's worried about him? He's batting one seven five. Yeah, I mean, he's in some kind of uh, funk right now, but it uh, feels like we've seen this from him before a few times, So, and he always uh, manages to come around, so I'm not worried about Zobrist. I've got him in a few leagues. I'm not taking him out of my lineups. And three down number three. Jose Reyes had the audacity to challenge Kirk Neuenheis out in center field, and he lost that battle because Neuenheis made a nice grab. 
took a hit away from Reyes. But Reyes is batting two fifteen right now. Any concerns? No. No way. You put him in now and he's bound to hit you know, go on a three forty three streak and that'll that'll make up for that poor average at the start. Rotation time. There's only one pitcher that I get as excited to talk about as Tim Lincecum, and that's you, Darvish. <laughs> Say it with a smile. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday. He was on MLB Network. He was awesome. Uh, eight and two-thirds against the Yankees. Seven hits, two walks, ten strikeouts. Did not allow a run. Have, have we? What does this do with your opinion of you, Darvish, guys? Mine was, my opinion was already sky high. Dude's awesome. He compares himself to the multicolored, but we were talking about this before, yeah. Al. His, you know, they interviewed him after the first couple starts. Why'd you change <laughs> the delivery? Pen, well, right? He's like, I'm a, I'm a multicolored. I'm that pen with the four different colors that you just click one down, you know, and I can change it up just like that. He's a multicolored pen. If he gave up eight runs, like you'd that? still love him just for that. And, and I probably would, too. But well, the I, I, I know where pen. to draw the line between <laughs> kooky personality. I, I don't like Logan, Mor- Logan Morrison, for instance. Mm. But I do like you, Darvish, just because that's, a, that's a, actually a, a helpful hint. He can change up his delivery. He can, he can shift things around to adjust to the game. Yeah, and um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it looked like this was another game where he wasn't particularly, uh, I guess, efficient. I don't know what the pitch no, count well, was. Well, he and, threw like 119 pitches, but yeah. he almost threw a complete game. I mean, he went eight and two-thirds. Yeah, and, and I was going to say that, you know, that alone doesn't worry me. I mean, if, if I was hung up on efficiency, I would, you know, never want to draft Justin Verlander. So, right. But, uh, you know, so he just may be a guy who you know, succeeds without necessarily being efficient. And this is definitely an encouraging start. I'm not in love with the fact that they are throwing, that they're allowing him to throw so many pitches. Would kind of worry me. You got a guy who goes from throwing, what, every six days to now, every five days, making that transition from Japan. Two starts in a row, I think, where he's throwing well over 100 pitches. I don't know, just throwing it out there. But um, great start for Darvish. Hooray. (laughs) Against your Yankees. Yeah, no, look, it was one of those games where you just sit there and you're, as a baseball fan, you're just wowed. Uh, I think the Yankees were even a little bit wowed. Uh, Royal starting pitcher Jonathan Sanchez, he's owned in 44% of leagues. That's pretty significant for a guy who's got a 6.75 ERA and 17 <laughs> walks and 17 innings. <laughs> Nando, would you drop Sanchez for Jared Parker? Yes. Uh, Al? Uh, I would, and I'm probably been the last person in the world to, to just keep touting Jonathan Sanchez. I really thought last year was an aberration. It's probably a little too early for me to give up on him entirely, but uh, it's not looking good, and uh, I certainly wouldn't trust him outside of an uh, AL, almost said NL, uh, AL only league uh, for a while. All right, let's yes or no here. Drop him for Blake Bevin. No. I, I don't think I'd have either of them on my team. Is, uh, that, yeah, is I, that a fair answer? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd uh, trust Sanchez a little bit more. Sanchez or Felix Dubron? Dubron. Dubron. Sanchez or Derek Lowe? I'd nice feel safer yesterday. with Derek Lowe, I think. <laughs> yeah, right now I would too, and that's really saying something because I haven't been a fan of Lowe's for a couple of years. So, Hey, how about Tommy Malone? 3-1 and one with an ERA of 2. Eight innings against the White Sox last night. Three hits, no runs, 5Ks. He's owned in 29% of leagues. Malone or Parker? Ah, man. I'd I'd go go Malone, I think. I'd go Parker. Uh, but oh. it's, I mean, it's, that's no dig at Malone. I just think Parker's going to be good enough to use in most leagues most weeks uh, from, from here on out. But uh, Malone's going to be, I think, a little bit more of a matchup guy. But just about any time he pitches at home, I think he's going to be uh, really solid. Malone or Samarja, who we kind of wrote off yesterday, and then he went out and dominated last night. Maybe Samarja's going to be this year's Josh Colmenter. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. But this year's 
the 2012 Josh Coleman is pretty bad right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, I, I can't compare them because you know Samarja is a guy who did not come out of nowhere like Coleman did last year. But um, yeah, I'm still not uh, trusting Samarja yet. We've got to see some consistency and not just a brilliant start here and a brilliant start there. And that's what kills you. Yes, these 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 little starts pull you right back in. And then, you know, two bad ones are one mediocre and one bad one, then another brilliant one. Yep. Then a mediocre bad one, then a brilliant one. Right. And that's what he does. Uh, will, will you drop Max Scherzer? The Mariners roughed him up five runs in five innings, and his ERA is over eight. I don't think I'd drop him, but I wouldn't be starting him. I would. I would drop Scherzer because, to me, he would be a guy I wouldn't be trusting as more than a number five starter in a um, standard mixed league anyway. And he's just just been miserable and it's not to say that he can't turn it around but i if i needed that spot i would not hesitate to plug in uh a felix dubrant or uh, a jared parker uh absolutely see i would pick him up if you dropped him and put him on my bench and see what he does the next couple starts all right then yeah. let's do it let's let's go for a test run <laughs> one of the we have to be in one of the leagues together where someone has max scherzer yeah probably Podcast listeners. And hopefully league. it's not the league that you guys are sharing. Yeah. yeah. So that would work out too well. <laughs> it's going to be the vicious circle of Al dropping and me picking him right back up. <laughs> Kevin Correa owned in 7% of leagues, guys. And, and here have been his game logs. Six innings, one run. Six innings, one run. Six innings, two runs. He's a stud right now. I want to believe in Kevin Correa, but he's, I'd like to see him be the guy he was with the Padres, the guy who strikes people out and... He hasn't been that, so uh, uh, jury's still out on him as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Injuries, news, and notes. We've got a lot of injuries. Shinsu Chu is day-to-day for now with a hamstring injury. A lot of times we tell you they're day-to-day, and then we find out later in the day that it's a lot worse than that. So keep an eye on Shinsu Chu. You can always check the website, fantasynews.cbsports.com. Do we have a time, time frame, timeline for Carl Crawford? I don't think so. It, I mean, it seems now the wrist is fine, but it's the elbow that's, right. you know, all these reports are saying the elbow is going to take a little more time. We don't know what to do yet, blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know. Hold tight. Keep your eyes closed. <laughs> Ryan Howard. Anything about him? Uh, well, he is getting closer to baseball activities. We don't, I don't think we have a, um, a timeline for his return to the team yet, but, um, you know, certainly uh, his recovery is, is making some progress. So, uh, something to keep an eye on. Adrian Beltre is back. Jason Bay is on the DL with a fractured rib. Captain Kirk. Kirk Newenice. <laughs> He's Very my nice. guy right now. Um, yeah, does he benefit a lot from this, from Bay being out? Torres, by the way, will be back next week. Yeah, I think you just Monday. pop him in the corner when Torres comes, and yep. you're fine for another, well, I don't know. It's non-displaced fracture, so it's not as bad, I guess, as a displaced fracture. But at least for another couple of weeks, Kirk Newenice has bought himself some time. Starting pitcher Mike Pelfrey for the Mets. Is he going to have season-ending surgery? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, we should know pretty soon. But uh, you know, in the meantime, he is on the DL, and uh, I believe he's seeing Doctor Andrews. Uh, if I have that uh, have that right, but um, I'm not sure. Yeah, and I think so. Which obviously, it's usually not good news, but uh, just a situation where you have to wait and see what happens. Uh, but meanwhile, it looks like Chris Schwinden will uh, get the enviable, enviable task of pitching in Coors Field uh, on Friday. Is he any good? He's okay. Um, definitely NL only worthy. Maybe some potential to be a little bit more than that, but I would definitely stay away from him uh, with the, the start in Colorado. Schwinden or Moyer? Uh, hmm. I like Schwinden better for strikeouts, but I still think Moyer's going to be the more productive guy. I'm with Moyer. I like the, I like the Moyer. I, I just I don't know. He, I, I like having those guys at the end who are kind of reliable. 
And I think Moyer's kind of reliable. Moyer or um, Correa? Uh, I think it's still lean Moyer just a little, just a little bit. I know it sounds crazy, but for right now, he's he's finessing his way into a lot of wins and a, you know yeah, low I, ERA and WHIP. Yeah, I'd like to go Moyer here, but I, I would go Correa. Oh, man, Ryan Zimmerman, MRI on his shoulder. Manager Davey Johnson said, I don't have a good feeling. We'll keep you updated on that one. Braves are targeting Sunday for Tim Hudson. Tim Stoffer getting close to a rehab outing. Matt Gamel day-to-day. Chris Narvison out for the year. Jim Johnson had flu-like symptoms symptoms and missed Tuesday's games. Uh, game. What's wrong with me? Uh, and Pedro Strope got the save instead. And he's good. I, I, mm-hmm. He's great. You like him? Uh, I do, I do. I mean, he's not I, fantasy relevant. Uh, yeah, I mean, just because you know, Johnson has the flu, if he had something more serious and, and Strupp got a real chance to be the closer, I think he'd be pretty good at it. He's the third guy I would have guessed would have gotten that save, though, behind yeah, uh, Greg and Lindstrom. I, I like the move. Yeah. Um, okay, Carlos Pena. <laughs> Carlos Pena is batting 300 right now. Is today, April 25th, the last day his batting average will begin with a three for the rest of the season? Yes. You get, you're gleefully asking that question. I just, I just thought it was like, <laughs> that's you know, great. Yeah. Like 380, 360, 340. Now he's down to 300. You know, is this it? Is this it in the 300 club for Carlos Pena? Yeah, I, I would say yes, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, Lorenzo Kane should return Friday. Carlos Quentin could start a rehab assignment in a week to 10 days. And Josh Willingham. He's having a baby. Three days off for paternity leave. Ben Revere will be called up. You know what Humber's doing? Umber is doing that too. Umber. But he's not going to be affected by it. It's just funny. Like, he's going to come back and have a kid. Start. Yeah, I don't perfect, like that. Perfect week. It's, it really is. Yeah. It's, what a beautiful week for him. Yeah, it's nice. But I don't like the fact that he's going to have the kid, and then he's going to Boston, going to screw up his routine a little bit. <laughs> what a jerk. He could be tired. No, I'm saying I'd be well, afraid of starting him against Boston. One, because it's Boston. Two, yeah. because he's Umber. And three, because not a normal week for him. Well, one and three uh, I'll, I'll go with. Um, because last year, we, I think we talked about this before, where um, he had that stretch after the All-Star break. Well, that was partly he got his routine all messed up. Because I forget if it was rainouts or I think that might have been the period where Ozzie Guillen was um, – experimenting with the six-man rotation or something, but he, I don't know, there was, things were just messed up with the White Sox rotation, and Umber got skipped, and he was not really good for several starts after that. So with that uh, memory in mind, I do worry a little bit. You know what I love sometimes? I throw out these just crazy thoughts, and then you guys bring them into fantasy relevance, <laughs> and it's like, oh, that worked. <laughs> nice. you, you don't know how deep you've gotten. <laughs> no, I guess not. <laughs> All right, uh, quickly from around baseball, Irvin Santana. Uh, he's 0-4 with a 7.23 ERA. What's going on there? I don't know. I'd like to find out because this is not the guy we saw in the second half last year. I had big hopes for Santana, so I'm wondering if that was a mirage last year or if this is a slump. I honestly don't know, but uh, you know, a couple more starts, maybe we can figure it out. Look at his splits. He's doing that same thing he did a few years ago where he's terrible on the road if he's okay at home. But yeah, and I thought that was over, but maybe uh, not. He was right. on the road. No, and, right. and against the Rays in his career, he's also very bad. Yeah. I live by the splits. I, I was looking this up before the game. Like, yeah, that's, that's Irvin Santana on the I road against the I used to do that with him, but then I thought, okay, he's a different pitcher now. But yeah, maybe, I maybe not. Maybe they're going to knock him out of that funk. <laughs> so you own Irvin Santana right now. What do you do? I hope he's starting at home next time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you bench him if he's on the road? Yeah, for, until further notice, that's what he's doing, and he's done it before, so I'm going to go with the history. I think it's, it's also more of a park factor thing than just a home road thing, and obviously because he does pitch his home games in a really good pitcher's park, that that's always going to benefit him. But yeah, a start in Yankee Stadium, U.S. Cellular, 
I, I probably would uh, bench him, but I think most parks I'd, I'd still give Santana a shot. We had three guys with uh, redemption starts, as I'm calling them, yesterday. Matt Latos, seven shutout innings against the Giants. He only struck out three. Hiroki Kuroda, six and two-thirds at Texas, two earned runs, five Ks. Adam Wainwright, six innings, one run, seven strikeouts. Uh, what are your thoughts on these three guys, Latos, Kuroda, Wainwright? I thought all three would be good bounce-back candidates, um, and I definitely buy the starts from Kuroda and Wainwright. It's Latos that I'm still just a little iffy about because uh, he did just get only three strikeouts, and it's the Giants who I'm still just uh, not completely convinced uh, that they're really that good of an offensive team. So... But, you know, that said, I mean, I'd be more surprised to see Latos go out in his next start and put up a clunker than, you know, do something like this or better. Who stood out to you of those three? Anyone in particular? Wainwright. I think we needed to see that from Wainwright, especially coming off of, you know, the whole missed season and everything. Um, Latos, we knew it was going to happen. You know, with the calf problem and all that, it's, that was kind of explainable. Kuroda switching leagues, kind of explainable. Adam Wainwright, though, you know, all things considered, I think that's, that's the one that, that, that means a lot. And from Kuroki, uh, Hiroki Kuroda's standpoint, karaoke, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, this is a guy that I remember last week I said, buy or sell, Hiroki Kuroda can't pitch in the air. And this was a nice start on the road against Texas. So I think that does a lot uh, for fantasy owners' confidence, hopefully. Tommy Hunter held the Blue Jays to one run in six innings. Last time out, he gave up eight earned runs in five and two-thirds. Who is Tommy Hunter? Well, it, okay, this is where you know I think that we're, we're at some odds here because I know you love Tommy Hunter, I right? I do. Well, I like Tommy Hunter. You like Tommy Hunter, like- okay. <laughs> and, and I mean, I've, I've had sort of ongoing feuds might be too strong a word, but, you know, let's say feuds you know, with several people in the office about Tommy Hunter because everybody loves Tommy Hunter. Al just goes around and fights, I, I, fights I, with people. I just shows up at someone's desk. Yeah, I think he's Al. okay. But now I'm just mad at him because you know who lost that game? Henderson Alvarez. Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, and he that's pitched right. well. And yeah. that's your guy. That's right. And he pitched well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not happy about this. But I, uh, I am. I mean, yeah. Well, okay. I think the eight earned runs was a bit of an aberration. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to do one run in six innings every time, but I mean, two it, runs in seven innings without a lot of strikeouts, maybe three runs in seven innings without a lot of strikeouts is what I'm kind of expecting from Tommy Hunter. That's just who we, I mean, I, I haven't pegged as just kind of like a, a Mark Burley 2.0, 3, 3.0, whatever you want to call him. Him, Wei Yin Chen, Mark Burley, I, I lump them all in the same category. Not a lot of strikeouts. Decent ERA, innings pitched um, are going to be up there, so that ERA and WHIP will kind of lower your, your staffs altogether. Yeah, I I don't quite lump them in with those guys. Like obviously, there's a lot of similarities, but he's more of the low WHIP, high high ERA guy. So if you need WHIP, then yeah, then I'm a Tommy Hunter fan. All right, Al, but, uh, <laughs> get that get that file saved. Crack that WHIP. <laughs> uh, Tony Campana got the start in the outfield for the Cubs. Remember, they just traded Marlon Bird. He stole two bases for the second straight game. He will platoon with Reed Johnson and Joe Mather. However, this guy can really steal bases. What do you think about Tony Campana, who is available in most leagues? If you need steals, grab him. That's obviously, if he's going to play, he's going to steal. You bring him in as a pinch runner, he'll probably steal. Um, I wouldn't be afraid of this platoon. I mean, I hate bringing up Carlos Gomez every day because that's like my guy this week. But he has those, you know, the, the four steals in his last six games as of whenever it was, Monday, when we were talking about him. But uh, it's the same idea. I mean, if you need steals, you're going to have a guy who can almost guarantee you one steal every time he plays. He doesn't have to start for that. You bring him in late in the game as a pinch runner, 
you know, there yeah. you go. There's it, your steal. Yeah, it's more of an issue in head-to-head leagues, um, you know, where you need your players to get more consistent at bats. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Roto, I wouldn't be afraid of Campana in pretty much any any format. All right, so here we go. It's Wednesday is the day we're supposed to have a debate. We just debated Tommy Hunt. Uh, but no, but it's more of a philosophical <laughs> debate. And we really had nothing, and we were hoping something was going to come up. Tony Campana is the last guy in the notes before we get to the emails, and you guys just inspired me for a fantasy topic. I don't know if it'll be a debate, but a fantasy strategy topic, uh, uh, whatever, whatever, a discussion. All right, you say Tony Campana, you can get steals, but you're going to lose out on power. You might lose out on batting average. You're not, you're not going to get much other than steals from a guy like Campana. So... What kind of league do you start him in? Obviously, Roto, but how deep does it have to be? How do you measure the pluses and minuses of getting a guy who is so one-dimensional really isn't going to give you anything but one category? This is going to sound like a total cop-out answer, but it really is circumstantial because I could see starting Campana in, say, a 12-team mixed league if I really needed the steals and and I had those other categories taken care of. Um, that's not going to be the case in every 12-team league that I'm in, though. So if you, I could see some leagues where I wouldn't want to have anything to do with him. Uh, but I, th- I think in deeper leagues, I just don't see much risk at all. He's going to be a good pickup, uh, I'd say, 14 teams in, in deeper. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example, actually. Um, I'm in Tau Wars, and Tau Wars mixed. I lost Jacoby Ellsbury. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty low in steals. I think I'm only getting, in, out of the 15 possible points, I think I'm only getting five points with steals. So I picked up Carlos Gomez this week because I need steals and there's an outfield spot that I have to fill. I would have gotten Campana knowing that Marlon Bird would have been traded before, you know, if I had time to do that. So I think, you know, I have a lot of power. I can balance that out. I don't need more power. I'm number one in home runs. Number one's runs batted in. But what I can use are steals right now. And that spot can be used. It's obviously not Ellsbury who's giving me the power, so it doesn't matter what I'm losing. I need those steals. And I think you could get Campana... I don't think this is going to be a straight platoon with Johnson and Mather. I think Campana is going to play enough or a lot to justify picking him up in a 12-team mixed league if you need steals. Uh, And, you know, can you also employ the strategy of late in the year when you're trying to cheat and get those steals? He's not cheating. That's strategy. (laughs) (laughs) Is he the type of player that you would target late in the year just to kind of boost your steals if that's what you need? I would if he were available. Yeah, absolutely. I'd assume late in the year he'd be 80% owned if he catches fire. Maybe, well, maybe they don't, if they don't pull that Lajara Rizzo thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's no way that he'll be 80% owned because the head-to-head leagues won't value him as much. He could be but Michael if, Bourne, though. I mean, but he could, he could, who's, he, who's he going with? Reed Johnson and Joe Mather. But he's Tony Campana. He's not. You know, but who are we not talking about here? You know who we're not talking about. Brett Jackson. Brett Jackson, yeah. yeah. That's true. So that's, that's what would worry me. But, well, at the same time, would actually give me some hope that, that Campana could be available later in the year, obviously with diminished playing time. But it, now the point you were making, the he Carlos could be Michael Go- Gomez. Oh, yeah. That's you know, he, he wouldn't be Michael Bourne, but he could be Carlos Gomez and could help you in, in a Roto League, especially a deeper one. Do you prefer a guy like Tony Campana who specializes in steals or a guy like John Jay? who maybe he'll score more runs, knock in some more runs, have maybe a better batting average, I don't know, but, but nothing great, more solid. That's a, that's a good question. Is that all circumstantial depending on your team? Because uh, if that's the answer, that's fine. It's not a cop-out. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a little bit circumstantial, but I can answer it more straightforward than that because I know that my default is going to be to go with a guy like Jay. See, I find Jay boring. 
I mean, well, he's not really going to do it. I'd rather just get my points in bunches with a guy like Campana than, you know, wait every day. Oh, John Jay went one for four again with an RBI. And then I go, oh, John Jay, good for him. He went two for five with a, with a run. To me, oh, like John a, Jay went one for four with nothing. But to me, it's like an insurance policy, you know, that uh, he's going to give you something most often. Yeah. But, I mean, he, well, then he's like the Tommy Hunter of batters, I guess, John mm. Jay. He's there every day. You know, he's not going to be spectacular in any one category, day. but... All right, I'll, I'll give you Burley then. Burley is the John Jay of pitchers. Is that better? No, no, I was just saying everyday Jay. It's just oh, yeah, a, yeah. a cool nickname. Well, it's like David DeJesus <laughs> to me. He's, he's the same kind of the guy I've always avoided. Because, I mean, Melky Cabrera, yes, that's where I draw the line. John Jay, not so much. But you like David Murphy, right? David Murphy, though, but he's, he's a lot of power and a lot of speed if he's playing every day. We just, we but just... I don't like Daniel Murphy or Donnie Murphy. <laughs> well, at least you're not discriminating against <laughs> Yeah, all. I do like David <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm saying like See, to the, me, Murphy is yeah, he's he's better than Jay, but he's kind of that sort of guy that I don't think, feel like he excels at anything, but he's pretty good at a lot of things. I think Murphy could hit a lot of home runs and steal more bases, more hashtag more legit than you think. <laughs> people people downplay his speed. New hashtag more legit than Al thinks. <laughs> yeah, more legit than uh, Palak Paneer. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Al, uh, were you an insurance agent as well? Because I heard you make a, an insurance reference. Uh, actually, my first job out of college uh, did work uh, for a title insurance company. So. <laughs> of there it did. is. It's like you knew. Of course he did. <laughs> we're going to find out later that Al's really 600 years old. Yeah, exactly. And he had, you ever read the book Replay? No. Oh, you should read the book Replay. It's great. It's uh, the guy. Do we have time? Are you in it? No, no. This is, this, is the, <laughs> this is a fiction book. The guy dies uh, of a heart attack but comes back and and wakes up when he's i think he's like a five-year-old version of himself but with all the memories oh, cool. and the knowledge i don't know it's a really cool book but al's just, he's the guy because the guy lived so many lives and had so many cool jobs you know like in one he was a, he became a doctor just because he had time on his hands and he keeps dying at the same moment and starting life again at a different i prefer the movie groundhog Day. I, yeah. yeah you just took the words right <laughs> out of my mouth fine all right, it's, uh, it's email time. It's email time. Fantasybaseball at cbsinteractive.com. Here's Mac and Oshkosh. First, a point of clarification. When I compared Nando to Keanu Reeves, that was 100% based on his voice and had nothing to do with Nando and Neo being similar. <laughs> I, and do, I do appreciate that. Two, Adam, were you really wearing a Tiki Barber shirt, jer- uh, shirt jersey on Friday? That's borderline unacceptable after Tiki's betrayal. And don't get me started on shirt jerseys. I kind of agree with that. I'm not proud of it, but... Uh, Tiki's betrayal. Yeah, you know, he well, kind of threw the wife? Giants under the bus. Oh, and the then giants. he left his wife. Yeah. It, it could have been a lot of things. Yeah. You know, and then he made a controversial comment about his agent. It was... He's had a rough go of it. Uh, here's Max's question. I have Eucalyptus and Zobrist. How patient should I be with these guys? 12-team mixed league. Should I try to move one of them with Carlos Lee or Gabby Sanchez, who are on my bench? I'd also be willing to part with Adam Lind and maybe Cameron Maben. I've been starting Daniel Murphy at third and have no alternative for second base. So he's got Yukon Zobrist. How patient should he be? Uh, I'm inclined to say be, to be patient because it's a sell low. And I feel like, and this is just might be my, my own perception, but I feel like especially with Euclid's off of the horrid finish he had last year and the health problems, that you wouldn't get anything close to uh, top value for him. Zobrist might be a little bit different. But again, that just might be the way I look at him. Um, so I would never hurt to test the market, but I, I would be more hopeful that you could get uh, decent value for Zobris. But then again, you know, I think they're, they're both going to rebound. So I, if it were me, I would just sit tight. I'd be starting Euclid at third. I don't know why I'm starting Daniel Murphy at third. 
because you hate but Murphy, Murphy at second and Euclid's at third, right? <laughs> well, no, I mean, look, I like him enough to start him at second and, and have yeah. Euclid's at third to get both of them in there. So essentially, you'd start Euclid's over Zobris, is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, for right now, I think I will. No, Zobris, you could put him in the outfield. Where's he got oh, Zobris? Yeah, yeah. I just assumed he was in the outfield with Murphy at second, Euclid's at third. Trade some of those bench guys. Those are the ones who are going to get you some. That's a, that's a really good idea. I like that a lot, yeah. Lyndon Lee. Brandon in Norfolk, um, in my 13-team 5x5 five five Roto League, I'm last in every pitching category. Here's my staff. Bumgarner, Josh Johnson, Kuroda, Masterson, Johan Santana, Irvin Santana, Houston Street, Joel Hanrahan, Mike Miner, and Lance Lynn. Please let me know what you think and where you think I can upgrade. Well, yeah, here's the problem right away is you've got a bunch of guys who have underperformed, and we've already seen you know, some turnaround. Johnson with two good starts in a row. Kuroda, Masterson will get it together. Johan will bounce back. Uh, the guy that we worried about that we already talked about is, is Irvin Santana. Um, so I, actually, I like this, this pitching staff. <laughs> if this does, had been my staff yeah. on draft day, I would have been pretty psyched. I bet you sent us an email this morning saying, never mind. <laughs> Josh Johnson, yeah. Hiroki Kuroda, <laughs> Johan Santana all had great games last night. <laughs> Hanrahan had a save. Yeah, I mean, it does lack a, a guy, you know, from the perspective of drafting in March, it lacks a true ace. I think Josh Johnson could be that guy. Uh, Adam, I, you would probably say Bumgarner, right? He's been an ace. I mean, there's no doubt. So yeah, I, I think it's fine. Uh, Matt in Ann Arbor. Is it okay to trade Michael Bourne for Buster Posey or maybe Brian McCann? I have A.J. Pierzynski. AJ, oh, A.J. Pierzynski. I'm, I was thinking Aaron Sibia. A.J. Pierzynski, a catcher. Uh, what do you think? So he'd be giving up Bourne to get Buster Posey. Okay, and let's see, because he's yeah tells us his outfield, and that would be important for for me to know if this is my team. He's got Stanton, Joyce, B.J. Upton, uh, and Braun, so he can certainly afford to do this. And I think value wise, that that would be a good trade. I would prefer McCann to Posey, but either way, I think it's a good trade. Jason in Southgate, Michigan, Dear Fantasy Tartars, Al, the Wayne State alum, will have to explain this to you. Uh, well, that was the. I don't know if that's still the team. I, that's since they're using that uh, in, in the email. I guess that's still the team uh, mascot. Al, you don't keep up. You don't get the mailings. I do, but you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't always. Uh, <laughs> you do like I do. Like I hide from my school so they can't call around Christmas time. Uh, I, I'm like, oh, would, would you that? donate a hundred dollars? <laughs> Have you ever I, donated? I haven't donated to Boston College, but I did to Fordham. I went to Fordham for grad school. I, I've got a special place in my heart for the Rams, All right. not for Boston College. Jason's question, I've got an offer on the table from a Robinson Cano owner who is overreacting to a slow start. Is Jared Weaver and Emilio Bonifacio too much to give up for Robinson Cano in a head-to-head category league? The trade would hurt me in steals. Mm. That's not a bad trade. It's not. I mean, I feel like value-wise that Weaver and Bonifacio give you a little more, but I, I would probably do this because it's a, it's a trade where Cano's the best guy involved. And look, you could pick up Campana to fix your steals problem. Well, there you go. There you go. And last question from Andrew in Toronto. He has Rollins, Andrews, and Starlin Castro. It's a keeper league. You keep eight players. Uh, he needs help at starting pitcher. Which shortstop, which shortstop should he try to deal? Rollins, Andrews, Castro. I see Andrews and Castro as almost the same player, maybe with a slight edge to Castro. Um, so I'd get rid of Rollins. And I would get rid of Andrews because I basically agree with what you said about Andrews and Castro, but I actually think that it's a pretty distinct edge that Castro has. I think he's got potential for, for more power and run production. So I, And I just think Andrews is overrated, so I would definitely shop him. You know what? I'm going to go with Al because I don't know if we can get back for Rollins. You yeah, crap for Rollins. But if you, if you dangle Andrews, yeah, you're, you're in decent shape for that. 
Well, Andrew, I know you said uh, it would be totally fine by me if you guys wanted to push the podcast to weekends as well. We're not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You can listen to the Friday one again. Yeah, but thank you for your suggestion and thank you for listening. And we will be back tomorrow. Take it easy, everybody.